With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. And we're back. Welcome to part two of this episode of Steelers Brunch with Tony. I am your host, Tony Defio, and I am so thankful that you all are, are, are joining me on this fine Saturday afternoon. Um, if you have, didn't have a chance to listen to, to part one of this, this episode, I, I discussed uh, Ben Roethlisberger's return and whether or not he's going to be the Big Ben of old and how I think he, he will be. And I discussed Antonio Brown's eight-game eight suspension and how I hope that provides some structure for, to his life and, and that he can get it turned around and he could have one great final chapter to his NFL career. So please give that a listen if you haven't yet. So I'm going to cover a couple more topics. And um, the, 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 I think the most important thing that I want uh, to cover in this, this half of the show is the fact that no Steelers players opted out uh, the deadline to do so was uh, 4 p.m. Uh, I'm talking about, of course, is uh, players had had a chance to had the opportunity to opt out of the 2020 season, had their contracts told in the 2021, and and if they were at higher risk, I believe they would have received $350,000 for 2020. If they were if they if they were just opting out for for over concerns about. Uh, the, the coronavirus, it would have been 150, 150,000. But no Steeler players opted out. And from a team perspective, that is great news. You know, I mean, it, it's, it's, that means that, that they can move forward with training camp knowing that, that they're going to have all of their guys for 2020. You know, uh, not only the, the, the players that are already on the roster, but players that they drafted and players that, that, that hope to make the roster in training camp. So that's good news, but I'm not exactly, you know, I want, I, I would have understood if somebody would have opted out. I think a lot of fans were celebrating the fact that, that these guys decided, or none of these guys decided to opt out and they were, they were, they were the sentiment that I seemed to, to glean from, from the reactions were like, great. They're, they're being team players. They're not being selfish. In fact, some players around the NFL who did opt out and some college players like uh, Micah Parsons, the Penn State linebacker, he opted out for 2020, and these players are, are in many many respects, being vilified by by the media and the fans, and and they're being called selfish. And you know, I don't think that's that's necessarily a, a cool thing, right? Because um, these are unprecedented times, and, and this virus, you just don't know the long term. Uh, effects that it could have on even a young, healthy athlete, right? And you know, a lot of these guys have families, and uh, they're close with. You know, obviously they're they're in contact with their parents, who are um, obviously older, their grandparents. So, I mean, I could certainly have understood if a, a Steeler player decided to opt out, like Cam Hayward, who has who suffers from asthma, right? If he decided to opt out, if James Conner did so. If, who's a cancer survivor, if he decided to opt out, I could have certainly understood that. Even Big Ben, he was, as I wrote about in an article that was published yesterday, he was one of the first players that I thought of, believe it or not, as crazy as this is to say, 
he's one of the first players I thought of uh, when it came to who could possibly opt out for 2020. Because, you know, the guy has has become a family man late in his career, at least in his 30s. And, and, and you know, as I mentioned in the first half of the show, he, he um, contemplated retirement as recently as, as the 2017 offseason. So um, I could certainly have, have seen him said, uh, uh, say, look, yeah, yeah, winning a championship is important to me, but my family is more important, and I'm, gonna, I'm just going to sit this out. And I'm, I hope to be back in 20, or 2021. And uh, I hope to win a Super Bowl then. I could have seen that. It didn't happen. And that's great. But th- th- the thing that I'm most concerned about when it comes to this mentality of, of you know, one for all and all for one is what happens during the season if, if a player uh, wakes up with, with symptoms, right? Uh, a scratchy throat, uh, maybe has a fever. Does he report it or is he afraid to report it because he doesn't want to let his teammates down or, or, or he doesn't want his coaches to overreact and place him on the IR. Cause you know, these players, I mean, they're, they're as I said in the first half about big Ben uh, and his, you know, playing through pain, these players are, are, are under a uh, tremendous amount of pressure to, to stay on the field because as the saying goes, you can't make the club in the tub. Right. And if these guys uh, are, 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 if they decide to not report concussion symptoms or, or, or uh, uh, if you're playing on bad ankles or, or with a broken rib because they just don't want to lose their, 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 their spot on the team or their starting spot. What, what happens? Are they going to do, are they going to have that same mentality with, with a, uh, with, with, if they come down with COVID-19 or not just, not really necessarily COVID-19 symptoms, but cold symptoms. If they're, if they're, if they wake up one morning sick, are they going to just keep that to themselves? And yeah, they do get tested regularly, but all it takes is 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 one or two, just a, a quick exposure, and boom, you could you could spread that thing like wildfire, right? What if what if they just happen to find out that somebody that they were in close proximity with, maybe a, a friend or a, a family member, that, that they knew somebody that was uh, that that tested positive for COVID nineteen. Are they going to report that or are they going to keep that to themselves and hope that everything turns out okay? So that's that's my only concern about it is, is this this kind of thing. It's not like um, anything we've ever dealt with before is, is a society. So as, we, as I talked about last week with baseball, I mean, it just took it took one player uh, going out and having a good time or a couple players for the Marlins going out and having a good time in Atlanta. And it's it, they spread it throughout the whole team and it affected four different teams. So if a, if a football team has a massive outbreak, it could, it could ruin its season. So I, I, that was my only concern about that. And that's, I just wanted to touch on that briefly is that, you know, I, 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 I don't want these, these players to feel like they can't like, like they, they're going to be letting their team down or their fans down by opting out or by going on the COVID IR. Cause it's, it's really, um, it's it's their first of all the COVID nineteen part or the the opting out part would have been their own business. I can't I can't question them for that. A lot of people have said, well, I can't opt out on my job. Well, you could if you would, right? If you had that opportunity. I mean, that's why we that's why we admire these athletes and celebrities and the rich and famous because they get to live the kind of lives that we only wish we could. So if we had the opportunity to opt out over something that could potentially cause us harm, I think we would do it, right? So. 
that's really all I wanted to say about that. And I just have one more topic to discuss before I really delve into the questions for from you guys. And that's last night or last evening, I should say, the Pittsburgh Penguins lost to the uh, Montreal Canadiens. I don't know hockey that much, that well. I don't follow it, but but they lost to them um, in four games, best of a five, best of five series, and it was a big shocker, a big upset. And um, the thing that I never really took into consideration with the, the restart of the NHL season or the NBA season, even, is that these teams, these two leagues, they they had their 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 regular seasons cut short back in March due to the, the COVID nineteen, the, the the pandemic. All sports were shut down. They had their seasons cut short, and they were off for what four months, four and a half months, and boom. They have a, uh, a few weeks of training camp. They have a, some exhibition games. I think there was one, maybe two exhibition games. And then, boom, it's the playoffs. And what the, the, if, you, if you consider the fact that, that the, the, the NHL playoffs normally start in mid-April, and uh, but half the league doesn't even make it, right? So they're, they're, they're done. They're off for four months, five months. And even the, St- the Stanley Cup uh, champion and, and the runner-up, they play through mid mid June, early June, whatever it is, and 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 they have a few months off um, before they start the regular season. So essentially, all these team these 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 teams that that participated in the twenty-four team playoff tournament, Stanley Cup tournament, they they were essentially off for an entire off season. And then they had to they had to come back and and immediately jump into the playoffs and and i don't care how how um what what you had going on four months ago and i don't care the fact that that even got jake gensel back and 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 you have gino and sid and and everything and and latang it's a completely it's, it's almost like a completely new season right it's a different kind of chemistry you know you don't have the same rhythm you had back then you, you know how that goes, and, and and this is where I think the again where I think the NFL, if I could bring it back to the to the topic of the Steelers and the NFL, this is where they got lucky, because provided there is a season, and provided there are no stoppages or, or or the season isn't postponed or shortened or whatever, they're going to have an entire season. To uh, uh, before before the playoffs start, so you're going to know uh, the, the, who the hot teams are. Who are the teams that have the, the, the have, have are in a rhythm and, and who have that championship look by the time the playoffs start? You know, um, there have been obviously shortened seasons in the past. I talked about this. The the, the eighty two strike shortened the season to just nine games, and that's true. These players were off for two months or whatever it was. However, they did have seven. They did play seven more regular season games. You know, it's the, the, the strike happened after after two weeks after two games. And then they missed a couple months, and then uh, they played seven games before the playoffs. So you kind of knew who, who who the good teams were, what teams were on a roll, what teams had that you know, championship quality about them by the time the playoffs started. The NHL didn't have that luxury. The NBA doesn't have that luxury. They uh, they they basically had to had to have their season suspended and then roll right into the playoffs after four months. And that's, that has to be hard. I don't care how good you are, how talented you are. And uh, I was talking to Wes on, on Twitter last night and he said, the, and a lot of people have said this, the Penguins didn't look inspired. They, did, they didn't look like they cared. And that's the thing. 
I mean, sports are so much about momentum, right? We talk about this in football all the time, about how the team that you see, the Steelers team that you see in, in September and October, or any team in the NFL, the teams that you see early in the season, they look totally different by the time the end of the season rolls around and the playoffs roll around. They, they look like a totally different team, right? The 2005 Steelers are a great example. You know, they start off strong, and then they sort of fizzled in the middle. As I mentioned in the first half of the podcast, Ben was out for a month or a few weeks after having a minor knee surgery. But, you know, they once they got on a roll, they rolled all the way through the playoffs into the Super Bowl. They were a completely different team by December, by the end of December, by the time the playoffs started, than they were when they were going through their funk in, in November, in, in the early, early December. So um, sports are all about momentum. And and the Penguins and who you know and any NHL team or NBA team they they didn't have that opportunity to build momentum into the playoffs, right? So and yeah, the Penguins were kind of floundering at the end of the regular season back in March, but they also still had a couple weeks of games to go before the playoffs. So they very well could have gotten onto a, into a, on, on a roll by the time the uh, postseason rolled around and in a normal year. So we'll never know, but. Again, I think that's this is where the NFL is lucky. You know, they 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 they, as I keep saying, they they had the gift of time. They got to see how every, all the other leagues did it, and and again, provided there isn't a massive outbreak among one or two or several NFL teams, fans or no fans in 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 this in this uh, in the stands, by the time the playoffs roll around, we're gonna, I think. This the NFL champion, the Super Bowl champion, is going to be the most representative champion of the four leagues. Because, well, maybe baseball being second, because baseball is going to have sixty games, so at least they're going to go into the all these the playoff teams are going to go into the postseason uh, on a on a bit of a a roll, right? So, those are the topics I wanted to discuss today, and and uh, I will. I will finish out the second half of today's podcast answering some questions. So, Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Uh, here's one from Ezra, and 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 um, I can't uh, I can't disagree with this at all because you know my ego. I have a big ego. I'm like Antonio Brown, but I'm going to put this up here. Ezra, hey BTSC, Tony has the best show, and since I am a heel, I have to agree with that. I can't be humble, right? So anyway. Thank you for that, Ezra. I love I love the uh, I love the support. Um, let's see what here's here's one from Wes. Here's a comment from Wes. If we win a Super Bowl in 2020, they could put 1,000 asterisks next to it for all I care, and I couldn't agree more. You know, and I wrote about this a couple months ago. Uh, there was a, a story about a, a I think a Nashville player who said he didn't want a, a COVID cup because because um, fans would ever consider it legit and i didn't agree with that but I, of course i wasn't thinking about the dynamic of of nhl and nba teams having to wait a few months before and then jumping right into the playoffs 
I was just really uh, talking about it from a, a normal, some uh, past examples of, of strike shortened years where, where uh, people don't really like the 81 baseball season. That was a strike. That was a, a season. It was interrupted by a strike and nobody talks about that. The Dodgers won the world series that year. They beat the Yankees. That was a great world series. Nobody talks about the fact that, you know, um, that was during a strike year. The Redskins 82 championship, the John Riggins Super Bowl, where, you know, he goes 40 yards on fourth and one. That's the that iconic moment. Nobody talks about the fact that it was a nine game season. But again, uh, these teams got to finish out the regular season into the playoffs. Whereas maybe, maybe as far, when, it, when it comes to the Stanley Cup and the NBA final championship uh, final, there, uh, you could maybe put an asterisk next to those two titles because of, of the weird circumstances that those two leagues found themselves in with the COVID-19. But uh, the Steelers, I don't, you know, I don't just, the only thing that would be different this year as of, as it stands right now is the fact that, that there wouldn't be any fans in the stands and that could, that could influence official, you know, uh, game day officials because there have been studies in the past that have suggested that, the the biggest determination of of the biggest reason why home teams have such an advantage is because they're influenced by the the the, the uh, raucous home crowd when it comes to uh, making calls and calling penalties and that kind of thing and not not just in the in, in the NFL but in, in all sports so that's the only thing that may maybe might be a different dynamic but other than that I think in, in, in a lot of pe- in a lot of ways that might make it more legit because it, it's 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 a it's a sort of sterile, sanitized, no pun intended, environment with no fans in the stands, and 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 I agree with Wes. It could be a thousand asterisks. I don't care. Like Tony Gwynn once said about uh, batting 400 during a straight shortened year. I'll take it. I'll take it with an asterisk. I don't care. May he rest in peace. Great hitter. Uh, let's see here. What do we have here? Uh, do we, uh, here's one from Mark Tobin and this has been asked before, but it's a, it's a legit question because it, it's, it's, uh, it's important. Do we keep McDonald after this year? Well, and, and I credit Dave on, 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 uh, t- talking about this on Monday about right now as it stands, the, the, the minimum salary cap for 2021 is 175 million. It could go up based on revenue, but to go from, 98, $198 million cap this year, all the way down to even if it's 180 or 185 or who knows, even 10 million taken off, off of this year's cap. That's going to, that's going to um, lend itself to, to a lot of tough decisions for the Steelers in the off season. I mean, you have, as we keep saying, you have Cam, Cam Hayward's deal. He, he's coming into the final year of his, his uh, contract. Uh, he's going to want to stay here, right? Are they going to be able to keep him? You have uh, you have T.J. Watt coming up. You have Juju. You have James Conner, on and on and on. So, with the addition of of Eric Ebron in the off season, he wasn't a he wasn't a a, a cheap signing. I could definitely see them parting ways with McDonald. Absolutely. I, I mean, I I'd like to see them keep the, uh, the provided both McDonald and Ebron are are as good as we think they can be in 2020. I'd like to see them keep both of them, but 
it might come down to to just uh, keeping one guy, and 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 it could be it could it could be one of those guys might have to go, and maybe it's McDonald. Let's see what else we have here. Let's see, Vance. Here's one from Donald Nolan. Comment. I think it's a comment. Vance's passion for his farm was evident. I'd be surprised if he plays much longer after this year. I don't. I. I, I assume. Uh, I'm not sure what that what that refers to, but but uh, he's still a fairly young guy. He's still a fairly young guy. Here's Big Marv. What's goody, Tony, and all my Steeler Nation. Hope everyone's doing well today. Thank you, Big Marv. Thank you for joining us. Let's see if I can scroll up and find some more. Here we go. Here's one from Ron Chess. He's a, he's a, a regular uh, uh, viewer of our of our uh, podcast. Tony, do you think Ebron and, and Claypool make big impacts? Well, the potential certainly there. I mean, you know, obviously, uh, Claypool looks like a a a, a he, he has the potential to be a really great uh, receiver down the line. Maybe as soon as uh, 2020, we don't know. He certainly uh, has all the, uh, he appears to have all the, the, the tools to, to, to turn into a, a, a fine receiver. As far as Ebron goes, I mean, we, we've seen, he's been productive in the past. I mean, uh, when he was with the Colts, the Colts had, had their issues with, with quarterbacks, with, with uh, Andrew Luck always getting hurt and, they had a lot of problems with quarterback, and, and he was hurt himself. So I, I could certainly see if I had to choose one, I, w- I would definitely go with uh, with Ebron because I think he, you know, he's a- he's obviously going to be the number two tight end, or maybe even the number one tight end by the end of the year. Whereas Claypool, he's a rookie, he has a lot more to learn, he has a lot more to to um, to to endure. To and plus, the Steelers have a pretty good group of young receivers as it is with Juju and. James Washington and Deontay Johnson, who everybody thinks is going to be a superstar. So uh, it might be a little harder. And, and rookie receivers have had, with, with Deontay Johnson being the exception, rookie receivers often have a tough time. And we saw what happened with James Washington uh, uh, a couple of years ago. So I, th- I, would, I would, if I had to pick one, it would be Ebron. And I, I missed a super chat earlier. I'm going to try go back and try to find that because that's a, that's a, a big donation, and we're always uh, uh, appreciative of, 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 of those. So I'm going I'm to scroll back here and see if I can find that super chat question. Oh, here's a uh, super sticker from EJ Lewis. Thank you, thank you, EJ. What else we have here? I'm trying to scroll scroll back down and, and uh, find that super chat before it's too late. Bear with me. I might have missed it. Did I miss it? All right. No, I don't see it. Maybe maybe it's just my imagination. I don't know. But we'll see what we have. Uh, let's see what else here. Who is your camp darling? Well, you know who my camp darling is. I, I've been pretty uh, pretty consistent with that. And it's uh, Kevin Dotson. I love that pick. I love it. I love his personality. I love the fact that he was uh, such a consistent player at Louisiana and Quite frankly, I'm surprised that he didn't get drafted to the, or he didn't get invited to the uh, combine. I still don't know what that's all about. It's not unprecedented, but but he seemed like he had such a great college resume, and he was such a, a, a consistent player in college that you would think that scouts and coaches would want to know more about him, and general managers would, would, would want to know more about that guy. But I, I think the fact that that 
he didn't get invited to the combine. Uh, I think that, that may, may eventually will be uh, to the Steelers' benefit because he could have been picked a lot sooner than 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 he was otherwise. So that's my camp darling for sure. And I'm also looking forward to seeing what Anthony McFarlane could do. And this is the one time I mean, I, I wish there would be preseason because guys like him, I'd, I'd love to see what they could do because it's it's always fun watching. I, I love watching running backs in the preseason because they, you know, it's, it's easier for them to shine, I think, than any other position. And I was really looking forward to McFarlane and that just exceptional speed that, that I, I saw on tape when I went back and watched his highlights from Maryland. So I was, I, I guess, I guess my camp darlings both reside in the fourth round. Cause that's where those, both those guys were picked in the 2020 draft. So Kevin Dotson one, Anthony McFarlane two. Let's see. Here's one. Here's a comment from Alex Flores. In my, in my, belief juju is not a number one receiver is a fabulous number two do you agree i don't know yet i'm not i'm not willing to go there yet because i think last year was such a uh compromised year for everybody the offense was in such a bad place due to ben's injury and the lack of experience at quarterback um and the fact that that um he, juju didn't have a, a a top guy throwing him the football so we don't know yet i mean i think Everything that you saw in years one and two with Juju would suggest that he can't be a number one. Uh, but maybe he bene- maybe he really did benefit from Antonio Brown's presence. Uh, I think if that were the case, we'll find out this year. But I- I'm not ready to go there yet. You know, I- I- I'm-, I'm not. I-, I think he still has uh, the skill set to be a-, a number one receiver. And I think he's proven uh, that he-, he has that potential in the past. It's just a matter of, of was he aided simply by Antonio Brown or, or does he have it in him to, to be the, be the Antonio Brown of this receiving core with a Deontay Johnson and a James Washington, Chase Claypool acting as his, uh, you know, as his young money, you know, so we'll see, but I'm not willing to write him off just yet as a number one. So, uh, and, and again, I think guys like Washington and Johnson benefited from the fact that despite the quarterback play, Juju did see a lot of double coverage last year. So I see that we're getting pretty late in the show. So I wanted to, uh, I wanted to take this time to thank everybody again for, for joining me on, on parts one and two of this episode of Steelers Brunch with Tony. I thank you all for the questions, the donations, the kind words. And um, I just want to remind you that I'll be on with Brian Anthony Davis on Monday for Steelers Q&A at five o'clock. And then we're going to, I think we're doing a retro show right after that. So please tune into that too. And, uh, and if, again, if you have a chance, uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel, check out our, our podcast and all, all the podcasting platforms and uh, give both ha- uh, the first half and the second half of this show. a listen, I, I, I hope I uh, provide you with some, with, uh, some great content. So, Until next time, you guys have a great weekend. So long, everybody.